Welcome back, everybody, to the A Show, starring myself and my boy Jamil. What's going on? Yo, this yo, week, yo! What's up, man? Shit, let's let's get it. I'm ready for Survivor Series. Yeah, like, we're, we're here, bro. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. I'm not even gonna. Not even gonna belabor the point here. We got a pretty stacked show today. We're going to be doing a lot of predictions. It's our first prediction show, and I know Mills doesn't actually do predictions. Uh, is that correct? Yeah, I really don't do. I gave up doing predictions a very long time ago, just because like I don't know. Part of it took the fun out of actually watching for me, and then part of it's like, what do I really gain from predictions? <laughs> oh my god! You, but you know, I'll, I'll do it for the the purpose of this this podcast. I, 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 I hit the you know. Look. Some shit going on in the background. Okay. Of, of, co- of course, Mills is watching a Knicks game. Uh, as if I'm watching the Knicks game. As if they're oh, not going to lose. All right. Don't. All right. <laughs> Don't, the, the Knicks are, you know. Oh, my God. All right. All right. What, what happened? Are you know, y'all losing? Are you guys losing? I just want to save this in time. We just, we just, we just scored a big time three. Okay. Um, shout out to Tim Hardaway Jr. Okay. Um, I'm watching on delay. There's about 32 seconds left in the game, but okay. you know it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm 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 solid. But next games give me heart attack, so I I really don't know what to expect. Uh, I like would expect you to be dead. Game. I mean, you're what 26, 27. I would expect you to be um, dead by now. Nah, it's 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 really they're they're really impressing me this season. But you you know what's been really impressing me as well is how the the way the Survivor Series card is shaking up, and I just did that the cool segue. Oh I yeah, just just, to, just just so that we wouldn't belabor the point. But before we even start on that, we're gonna of course go through No Holds Barred, our new segment of the show. A uh, very slow week, all things considered, from our like first three weeks of doing this show. Like we're actually getting down to the the nitty gritty of a lot of things this week. So a uh, really slow week, but. I mean, I'll I'll just be the first to say, like, shout outs to James Ellsworth. Uh, it was announced uh, around six hours ago that James Ellsworth, Ellsworth, sorry, was released from WWE uh, earlier today. Listen, um, you know, props to James Ellsworth, James Ellsworth, and his career because it's a he, he's had a he's had a good run in WWE, starting as pretty much like a jobber or in you know enhancement talent i don't know what you he was brawn fodder he was braun Strowman fodder he was he was was, (laughs) supposed to be the guy who was just there for one week and was never seen again yep and somehow managed to twirl that into getting you know becoming a focal point on the smackdown brand getting a wwe championship shot appearing at wrestlemania alongside carmella helping become part of history in the women's money in the bank he was the first match. winner he was the first winner of the of the money in the bank <laughs> of the women's money in the bank <laughs> pretty much like he, it's, so you know what shout out to him for spinning that completely spinning career i don't know if it was um a one-year contract or a one-year deal or something along those lines but you know I, it, it kind of makes sense now in terms of this release why everything sort of happened because I was wondering why did they split him from Carmella why is he continuing to get beat down on you know the entire European tour and it looked like it was a good going away it looks like it was a good going away celebration for him it, it, as, as I don't know as masochistic as that seems but <laughs> um, the career of James Ellsworth I'll never forget this year. I'm sure he'll never forget it. Um, but I'm just wondering, yeah, what sort of go down did they offer? Did not renew his contract? Did he ask for release? There's been a lot of releases as of late. Like, what really went down? Um, I and I said as much, and and I think we I think we both um 
I think we both agree that it seemed as though it was it was a write off like for the past two weeks for him. I I felt like the write off started happening as soon as he started putting on a fucking dog collar and and you know stuff like that. Like it, it was getting a little bit awkward and weird. And I I, I, awkward, I thought yeah. the write off happened a month ago when she when she turned on him allegedly or not allegedly but she turned him on a SmackDown. So I, I guess I feel like plans changed. And I think that a lot of plans are changing in the WWE, you know, by the second. And I guess they just felt as though they're, they're trying to cut costs because there was a reporter. Uh, one of the reporters for Pro Wrestling Sheet uh, actually came out today and said he was surprised that James Ellsworth got released today because he was going to be factored into WrestleMania in some way. So I guess they just felt as though they needed to cut a cost or they needed to go a different direction today. Can't blame him. He's made a hell of a career. I'm sure on the independent scene, you know, he'll be making at least for the first couple, you know, of months, he'll be making quite a bit of bank. Yeah. But it's a, it looks pretty good. It's looking. Shout out to James Ellsworth. That's all I can say. As as much as he seems beloved, even in this release. Yeah. Like just you know, everyone's giving him praise. Everyone loved working with him. I think he made the best of out of an opportunity. That he was given that was really you know, just supposed to be a one-off opportunity. So you know what the major props to the career of James Ellsworth, the no chin music, all that stuff. Yeah, I, I yeah, pretty much. I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm 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 happy for the guy. Uh, the next news item is Paige is is coming back, and I and I guess yes. and I guess technically uh, this could actually go a little bit. Um, later down the the line in, in our conversation today but Paige is it's been reported that she is going to come back and her return is imminent we just don't know when uh she was seen at backstage at raw uh this week and she was taking a couple pictures with alicia fox and it seems as though they're they're primed and ready to bring Paige back to television um but i did want to ask meals and i guess we'll talk about this now and later because there's apparently i mean they, there's a there's a big gaping hole in, in a certain team on survivor series but what show do you think she's going to be on I want to say maybe it looks I, everyone's saying raw and I I don't think it's I never I, thought it was raw I never thought she was coming I, don't, I don't think it I don't think it should be raw but then again as much as Smackdown desperately needs new talent I feel like it definitely should be Smackdown yeah. but I would completely understand if it was also raw because I feel like they need at least another big name on Raw. They've exhausted all of their, you know, they've exhausted pretty much all the women and all the sort of roles besides Oscar. Yeah. Um, but but then again, they're also on Raw. They're not doing any secondary program really. So yeah, I, I, I say I wouldn't be I wouldn't be having down. yeah, and and I wouldn't be having Paige uh, getting beat by Oscar right now either. But we'll talk about this uh, in a couple of minutes. Uh, the the last the last news. Go ahead. I think a nice reveal if if Paige yeah there is a gaping loss the gaping hole on this on the SmackDown side for the women's elimination match. How sweet would it be if Natalia walks up and is like, hey, you know, she assumes she's in the match and then walks right past her is Paige and it's just and there's a program you know, there's a program right there. It's, it's a good moment. It's a good moment. Yeah. So you know. And Let's see how that goes. Um, the the last news item I want to talk about is the uh, Bill Go- the Bill Goldberg uh, twenty four special that uh, came on Monday night uh, after yes. after Raw. Uh, did you, you got a chance to watch that? I think today. Um, I literally just watched it right before we got on. I think that uh, th- I think this is one of the best documentaries they've produced, uh, and 
a really long time. I actually, well, I, I liked Finn Balor earlier this year. Finn Balor was really good, but I think this was like this was a side of Goldberg that we never got to see or we've never seen before, and I really fucking loved it. I I love seeing, I guess, dehumanization of Bill Goldberg because I feel like for a long time. Um, what we've known from Bill Goldberg and, and his relationship with the WWE is that he's been very, very bitter. And it kind of, this documentary kind of puts a spin on it. It kind of gives you a chance. And it's, it's a learning lesson as well to say maybe, you know, just sort of there's, it's, there's time to like let that let the things go, especially when there's a bigger purpose or a bigger picture. And he wanted to perform in front of his son and his wife for the first time. And he wanted to sort of erase the sort of demons. You see him going backstage. Yeah. There's a clear contrast in how he was backstage and, you know, when he first entered WWE and right now. Right now he's shaking hands. He's trying to get to know people a little bit more instead of isolating himself. And partly for me, I think he isolated himself just because that's how the business was back then. I think everyone was kind of sharks. There's a lot of po- politics in play, and it's it's much less of that now. And it's very close. It's very good open environment. Yeah. Um, judging by the recent returns we've had, like Kurt Angle and Sting and Goldberg, I feel like this is the best time to return to the WWE. Absolutely. Um, it's it's really the best environment they've had they're cultivating they're staying true to their culture they stay true to Bill Goldberg at least they made Bill Goldberg Survivor Series who could forget last year when he beat um, Brock Lesnar in a minute and a half like it is what it is but it was good seeing it, it, it was good seeing um, Bill Goldberg and it really showed just like how much pressure he actually had on oh like, man the, the, the part where he was working out and he was like I'm, I'm gonna hate this and he starts working out and I'm like, oh man, like this dude is, he's, he's not a young guy and no. he, he has this level of like perfection and, and that I thought it was kind of scary where he was like, he wants to look at a certain level. And if you remember last year, like he looked crazy when he came back, like he looked like he was, it was back in the nineties. Yeah. It, it was insane. Especially, I mean, he, he only had a couple weeks leading up to the Survivor Series, but the time he had WrestleMania, he looks fucking incredible. Yeah. Like. It's um, the, the way just the entire transformation and his entire run um, and just the amount of pressure he put on himself. I stress that because I feel like there's also times when I'm a perfectionist where I don't necessarily want to do something unless I make sure it's right. And I don't want to show up or, or commit to something unless it's like the right opportunity right deal and I think he just was going through that tenfold he wanted to be back in physical shape he didn't know if he could actually do it again and once he finally realized he did you know he finally just relaxed and enjoyed the moment it's a a good documentary like it's one of the best and I feel like we keep saying that every WWE documentary that comes out but they've really continued to step it up over the past couple years yeah um all right, so that that's that's no holds bar for the week. Um, I just want to get into Raw. There's, I, I don't think Raw for the second time in a week was as uh, well. Actually, no, Raw was pretty eventful last week. I don't think this week's Raw as a go home show was as eventful. Um, but I did want to I did want to talk about a couple of things on Raw this week. Um, I, I mean, I, and that's not to say Raw was a bad show. I thought Raw was an okay show this week. I thought Raw was an okay show. I think I think it. It didn't stick the landing because obviously they were saving. They were saving the it for SmackDown. Yeah, they were saving for, it for SmackDown. SmackDown. Yeah. So we got that very awkward 
awkward ending to Raw this week, yeah. which had no Survivor Series implications at all. At all. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of ended, and it was like, I don't know. It, it was very strange. Like, it was, I was just like, okay, that's how we're ending it. All right. Maybe they really wanted to get people hyped for this Goldberg thing, but it's just you know. <laughs> no. I don't think that was it. <laughs> I think the talent had to get their asses to Charlotte and, and get there in a, in a reasonable time. You're probably right. But um, that, but some big things did happen on the show. The final participant uh, for the females five on five match or the women's. I'm sorry, the women's five on five match. Uh, happened. Females, baby. I said the, the females. Superstars. Sorry, so bad, so wrong. I'm just reading it off of my. I was like, I have it written weird, really weird. Um, but it was revealed to be Bailey and not Paige. Uh, of course, um, Bailey is the final participant in this match. Uh, had a pretty good three way match between her, Dana Brooke, and um, who was the last person? Mickey James. Uh, Mickey James. It was Mickey, Mickey James. James. Yes. <laughs> but I, I Listen, <laughs> two people who could not have mattered. <laughs> in this in this sort of triple threat and it's sad because mickey has had a great month and you know that's it i can't really say anything good about dana brooke i'll be honest <laughs> well i i thought um, dana had a good moment with oscar and I, and i remember i was saying i was i was very worried about oscar being in this match but i can tell that they're trying to they're they're if if not for anything they're trying to make her look and feel important in that she is the major reason why bailey won the match in the first place because oscar right. of course delivers a spinning kick to uh, to dana brooke and i'm like they're they're still protecting oscar and they're still making yeah. her look cool she's she looked cool in that segment to me and i feel like they're still replicating their their they they want to continue to expose Asuka to an audience, so they're p- putting her with partners she's familiar with. Yeah, like we aren't quite seeing, you know, the we aren't seeing Asuka versus Alicia Fox or Asuka versus Sasha Banks yet. But we're probably going to get an Asuka versus Dana book program for the next month or so. Um, but they're continuing to put her with um, partners she's familiar with, just so you know it could show her off a little bit more. Yeah, um, I, I think it's a it was a it was a good showing from Asuka. Yeah, it was a good moment. Pretty good moment, and I, and I think we all knew Bailey was going to be the fifth. I'm not really sure why they had that, why they belabored this and and held off for so long. I, I was like, there was there was no one else that it could be. Um, it would have been nice if they didn't, but you know, because I feel like I mean, if they were committed to the Bailey story, this would have been a very like critical point, the point where maybe your confidence is shot. But I don't think they're committed to any story with Bailey. They just it was like, all right, let's just fifth person, like come on. Like, just just do it. I don't know why they dragged it out, but they did what they did. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the second uh, stray stray thought for for um for Raw was the Paul Heyman, uh, Brock Lesnar segment on AJ Styles, which I thought was absolutely incredible. It was fantastic. I feel like this is what we should. <laughs> yeah. And, but the thing, but the thing I love about it is that this is a match that doesn't need to be built up like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like no. this is a match that I'm already invested in. I'm already sold. In. I don't need a promo. Just give it. Just, just I just want to see just the match. Just give the match. Yeah. At the same time, it would have been nice if they had a little stare down. But I think because AJ is so short, um, <laughs> because I don't know if you saw on SmackDown like Jinder Mahal looked like the Taj Mahal compared to AJ Styles. <laughs> like AJ Styles is barely on camera, and, but, and Jinder Mahal is just towering. But you know what's crazy? What's great and kind of crazy is that AJ is is a small guy, and they are selling him as a small guy in this match. But they're not selling him as he's a weak guy. Like remember how they used to sell Rey Mysterio as like. 
You know, right. he just has heart. They're like, no, like they're actually saying AJ Styles the is the best. Underdog, yeah, this, like they're saying you know. AJ Styles has a legit chance of beating him because he is fast and because he is an exceptional wrestler. And and I think that that's a it's a testament to how they feel about AJ Styles. I think more than anything. Right. Uh, um. I'm, I'm excited to see this. I, I love the promo. I love the spontaneity. I love the live TV portion. Someone got it proposed to um, during the segment. And yeah. Heyman decided to pay attention to that. I love when people do that. Like, don't ignore the crowd. Use that sort of thing. It's live TV. It makes it spontaneous. It makes it entertaining. It makes it cool. Also Instead underrated. Like, also underrated is, uh, I don't know if anyone noticed that Brock is the one who told Paul what was going on. Because Paul didn't know what was going on, Brock kind of tapped him and said, "Hey, somebody just got proposed to over there." Like, and, and Paul, quick on his feet, went right to it. And I, and I thought I mean, that was really great. what is Brock Lesnar supposed to do? I mean, he's literally doing nothing but looking around. Exactly. For, for eight minutes, he's like going around looking around for eight minutes. I'm sure he's noticing T-shirts. I'm sure he is like, man, I could really go for a hot dog right now. <laughs> like, I'm sure he can. Like, what is he really doing besides looking at people for the next ten minutes or so? Actually, I had this conversation with somebody uh, probably about a day ago. Um, Brock's contract, if he doesn't resign or, or opt to resign in April, his contract is up in August. Do you do you think he's going to resign in April? Like I, I think I, I for all intents and purposes, like there isn't anything easier for this guy out there right now than the WWE. Like I would 100%. resign. I'd resign. I would. I think. I probably would too, but then it brings up the opportunity. Like, what do we do from here? Yeah. Um, I think will he resign? I think seizing money, he probably will, or at least to a sort of some sort of legends contract. I don't know, but he's too young for a legends contract. Like he, Brock Lesnar, at this point in his career, he's not wrestling a um, a style that's too. Heavy. You know, it's too demanding on his body. So I think he could literally wrestle, pending no major injuries or no major illnesses, he could probably wrestle for the next 10 years um, if he really wanted to. But that depends. Does he really want to? What does Brock Lesnar actually want to do? Um, you know, I, don't, I think UFC, the door is closed, even though, you know, especially with... Um, John Jones, I think he went back to jail or something along those Yeah, lines. that's not happening. I I yeah, think that all the happening. all the dream matches for him in UFC are like gone. Like I don't think there's a dream match that I would really I think anyone in UFC would really want to see. Like I I just don't I don't I don't think that there is any chance that he doesn't resign or if he does resign it, it'll be a lesser deal. You know, like it'll be less less dates and maybe just the big fours and and really no you know, less Raws and stuff like that. Because, I mean, he's been on a lot of Raws this year, if you really want to keep it a, a hundred. Like, he's been on a lot of shows this year. I think that's probably a part of his deal. It was like the last year of his deal is like, yo, we're stepping it up in terms of these appearances, in terms of everything, these matches, um, all that stuff. So, yeah. it's a, it'll be interesting to see. It's, it's one of the talking points going into WrestleMania. I hope WWE... If I were WWE, I'd keep this so under wraps because it's literally one of the most intriguing parts of WrestleMania um, is the things that happen outside. Will Brock Lesnar resign? Will he leave? Will he stay? It's a good it's story. Like LeBron. It's like build. LeBron. It's like LeBron. Yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. It's a, like it's, it's a great story. It's a great intriguing factor builds towards WrestleMania 34, which tickets actually went on sale the other day. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, it's crazy. Cra- <laughs> holiday season. It's crazy. I'll just say that much. <laughs> I'll just say that. Yeah, I'm not completely sure about WrestleMania 34. I would love to go, but. We'll see. Plus, resale for tickets are just—I hate it so much. I it's hate resale culture. But uh, yeah, that I, I do. You want to talk about the final segment? I, did they write off? Did they write off? Uh, did they write off Kane in that segment, or is it? It's not. It's not a right. No. 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 What about what about the segment of Triple H? Oh fuck! Oh yeah! Oh my god! How did I leave that off? Yes, true. Uh, there was a. It's easy to forget, but yeah. you know what? I'm looking. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the YouTube page. Literally, if you have not watched Raw, YouTube is a perfect substitution. It, it is, but uh, yes, I, I guess the the biggest straw, straight thought, and, and I don't even know because I'm actually excited for the the, the men's five one five. But um, I guess the biggest story point coming out of Raw is that Stephanie McMahon, of course, returns, tells Kurt Angle that she's pretty much disappointed in, in the team and wants him to take Jason Jordan off. Jason Jordan has a completely perplexing match with Bray Wyatt in which he wins, which I'm pretty sure does not bode well for Bray Wyatt in the next couple of weeks. Because like I told you last week, they I, and I told you this was going to happen, they are writing off that Bray Wyatt Finn Balor feud and they're going straight to Joe. They're going straight to Joe. They're going straight to Joe and Finn. I, I, and I, I saw it. I, I can I 100% agree. Um, I think the jo- Jason Jordan win was to keep him strong for what was going to happen next. Yeah, because um, <laughs> <it's> <laughs> if he if he lost and did that, it would have just been a completely over. And the people hate him as it is. People are not responding well to Jason Jordan as it is. It didn't help that he came out sobbing or crying or begging to be put on this team. I don't think that does any favors for his character. In terms of redeeming it in the fans' eyes, it helps sort of story-wise. But I don't think with his character, it helps. It kind of makes him more like a sniveling child. But I feel like, plus, I don't know, the acting. Just, just talk normally, man. Just you don't have to, you don't have to put on the the big dramatics, especially if you can't actually do it. Like, just you know, say like I would if he had said like. I would really like you to consider just being just real and just, I don't know, sort of make it really real. But it went on, and then Triple H, Stephanie came out and said, if you won't tell him, I will. Triple H came out. I'm the fifth man on Team Raw and pedigree Jason Jordan, as Triple H does from time to time. Yeah, uh, he, <laughs> yeah, and that's the end of the story, uh, storyline for the, for the and, and I think this sets up a Jason Jordan turn 100%. I don't think anybody uh, denies this, which could possibly happen in Survivor Series. But um, but but what what are they trying to accomplish with Triple H on the team? I still completely, I still really don't get it. I think you get. I think I think if you want to keep it a hundred, this is this is a pie in the sky, and we're kind of getting into the predictions here. Uh, let's let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. Okay. Let's wait, let's wait right. for that. Let's wait for that. Um, but Raw was pretty much biding time, three hours, and then you got to. To SmackDown Live. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, which gets us into SmackDown Live, which which is, of course, the second week in a row, third week in a row. Fuck that. It's, it has, it's had major changes on the show. Um, of course, the big change is Charlotte wins the women's title from uh, Natalia, uh, thus freeing up <laughs> Natalia, uh, Natalia from her absolutely awful reign as women's champion. I thought she was... Freeing ab- up the division, really. Because yeah. it was just like... It, it made... She, she's... 
she's really hard. She can't make people hate her. And it's not that she's a good face. It's just that she's just a terrible leader. Like, everything comes out forced. Everything comes out just very, I don't know, just just stick as the plucky, you know, face that kind of just fights from under with sort of fighting spirit. If she, To me, I would start hitting harder. I don't know about her. I think people respond if Natalia really started hitting harder. I, um, she was just, I, and I was, and I, and I asked you this the other day, like, I don't get why they why they took the title off Naomi in the first place. If, if, if they just wanted to get a heel, you could have just turned Naomi. Right. Well, I don't know. Naomi's, Naomi's doing great as a face to me. Um, that's really where she's supposed to be. As a heel, she kind of becomes very, like, stereotypical, <laughs> um, yeah. loud black woman. Yeah. Um, other things going on i liked her as a face but i feel like we still could have got this accomplished charlotte as champion we didn't really need to go through all of this but here we are um yeah i i thought the match was great i thought actually i thought a lot of the I matches thought the match was good. good i thought um they made the right decision i love the the post-match of rick flair i love first i love the post-match interview just in general yeah I that was great the post-match it, was a good, it was a nice touch uh, I've never felt her. Out. I've never felt her as a face more than I felt her at that moment when she did that interview yeah. on, on, th- on Tuesday. That was a great moment. One hundred percent. I feel. I think her face turn um, when she debuted on SmackDown was very very awkward. Um, but now I think people are generally behind her. People generally want to see her win. And then you know Ric Flair coming out. Um, it's just it was just a great moment just a great moment thanks Enzo for 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 fucking spoiling it earlier in the day Uh, Enzo posted a picture of Flair I want to say like 30 minutes before the show started and and everyone knew that Flair was going to be there that night thanks Enzo thank you yeah my god good job could he be anymore but this also um, um, this also leaves a huge problem, which is the huge hole that we were talking about. Whoa, huge hole! Women's match, <laughs> uh, the huge, the huge opening. Oh, not the huge, whatever, huge opening. Whatever, sure. we, we'll get there. The huge, huge, the huge know, opening in the in the five women, uh, and, and they said that the, they said that the person would be revealed at Survivor Series. I'm thinking it's Paige. I don't think Natalia is going to be that person. I think, as you said earlier, and I think it's a great idea. Um, you have Natalia come out. You have her think it's going to be her, and then you debut, uh, pay, re-debut Paige. Yeah, I think it would be a great idea. So I, re- I really hope they keep that entry for Survivor Series. Um, what else happened on SmackDown? Um, Daniel, the Daniel Bryan Shane uh, beef. You know the beef. There's there's definitely beef there, and apparently it's going to be handled next week on SmackDown. Um, once all this post Survivor Series thing happened on, but what do you think of that? I th- I think um, I think that it is going to lead to this gets to the five on five match. This gets this is going to get to the five on five match. I I, I sure. think that I think this has implications that are deeper than Brian. I don't think Brian's going to turn. I don't think Shane's going to turn. I think Shane's going to stay a face. Um, I think this is just going to be the splitting of Brian from that role for the time being. <laughs> And I think that's going to happen. That could be true. I mean, I feel, I feel like Shane would effectively turn heel doing that because anytime you do that to Daniel Bryan, you're going to get, you know, shitted on. But I see him 
I see what I only see now is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, I guess, getting into Brian's ear and be like, you know, it's not the right thing. Yeah. You know, it's something along those lines. And maybe that he aligns with them or something of the rather. But, you know, we also had another non-title title match in the form of Sin Cara versus Baron Corbin, who ruined my bracket. <laughs> <laughs> you, thought, you thought we were going to get Sin Cara versus The Miz? I thought Baron Corbin sucks. Like <laughs> he sucks, man. Like he, he's there's nothing. And you know, I never thought he in NXT he always looked kind of good. But I feel like the way they've just been portraying him in WWE, he kind of stinks. Like he really stinks. He gave Sin, Sin Cara Baron Corbin good match. Don't get me wrong, very good match. But man. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, 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 I thought that match was great. I thought I, match. I thought that the Sinkara Bear match was was better than I expected coming into it for sure. I had any right to be? Yeah. I, <laughs> I was sitting. I was sitting through the match, and I was like, I'm really, you know, pushing for Sinkara to win, and I really don't. I don't even know his finishing move. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> I, what am I even looking towards for? And then the end of days came, and I was like, there we go. There we go, 100%. Yeah, I, uh, pretty, pretty cool. I, I, I guess we're getting this match. I, they need to just put, this could have been in the pre-show if you want to keep it 100. I would have, I would have, I would have really liked Enzo and Kalisto to be on that show or, or be on the main show over the Miz and Baron Corbin I, I thing. I wonder what we're going to get for the Survivor Series pre-show. I assume just all the mid-carders, um, just on a team, teaming up against one another. Well, Enzo, Enzo and Kalisto is on the, is on the pre-show. That's the pre-show? Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> um, but the big ending for SmackDown. Um, the, the oh, well, hold on. Siege. We we got we got it. Uh, we we have the uh, we have the AJ Styles Brian Daniel Bryan promo also. We forgot oh, about that. That was amazing, bro. That was amazing. Daniel Bryan proving his you know proving that he's one of the best promos when he has to be in the game. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I feel like when he's comfortable, he's generally comfortable right now. He doesn't really feel any threat. I feel like just because it's really because, like, he kind of feels untouchable. He I is untouchable. Like a, you you can't, you can't fight like him. You can't fight yeah. Daniel Bryan unless the lights are out. You get on camera. He's untouchable. Exactly. He's kind of untouchable. There's nothing. He doesn't really feel the threat of anything. He doesn't really back down to anything. So um, whether it's on camera or off camera, really. Um, so I feel like he's very comfortable in that ease. And it's really showed during the promo where he acted as an advocate for AJ Styles. And I think it was a great promo. I think AJ Styles really didn't need to add anything afterwards. But he did. Um, it wasn't bad. And Yeah, it wasn't bad. I just felt it wasn't necessary. Just, feel, just, just let Brian talk. This is what the advocate does. So you don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, um, and then we saw... AJ Styles running the gender hall it was essentially like this is not over I will be back you know like an old Street Fighter character or something along those lines <laughs> like this is not over I will be back be like you haven't seen the last of me all the stereotypical you know bad guy stuff and AJ Styles is just like alright we'll bring it we'll bring it post Survivor Series I'm here so I don't know if there's a title match next week is no, I, I had heard that they were going to do the rematch last night, and I guess they changed they changed the they changed their minds. Mm-hmm. Um, I still say that it's going to happen at Clash, and for all intents and purposes, 
I, I just don't see I don't see how you don't go with AJ Styles going into Mania. I don't see what I don't I don't get I, I don't get why you wouldn't do that right now. You know, I have no. I'm just, I'll, I'll have to see if they decide to go back with Mahal or not. Um, but well, here, well, here, here are the things that are that are against Mahal right now. First off, right, there's a lot of things. First off, like I said last week, that loss felt like a write off. The more I, I watched it two to three times after, it looked like a write-off for his for that whole era for him. Um, no. Also noticed on SmackDown, he didn't even come out with the Singh brothers. They weren't there. Um, no. Let's see. Oh, the, the India tour. The, the India tour. Um, let's see. He's facing Triple H. Yeah, he's facing Triple H. They've he's not, not only, even facing the WWE champion. Well, well, it was originally supposed to be Kevin Owens. It got switched from Shinsuke to Kevin Owens to now Triple H. And now it's like a one-day tour. Yeah, it's a it's a big super show now. Like it's a one-day tour, which is kind of I don't know tickets maybe. Yeah. Um, Who knows? But in India, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's I, I don't. And here's the thing. And Dave Meltzer had some some insight on that today as well. Is that basically? And and I know a lot of people use the YouTube numbers um, as a, as a metric as to how popular the WWE was in India. And I've been saying I've been saying since the beginning, those YouTube numbers don't really mean. I I think they're confused. I think they're confused as to why or or, or, or what these numbers mean. And I think they gotta they gotta use the the music sense for that. Where it's like. They're still uploading things in Hindi. Like yeah. I, I, I went on it today, and they're still uploading with Hindi commentary. Hindu, Hindi commentary. Yeah, and and it's like, I don't think WWE re- recognize that those numbers don't probably don't equal hard sales. Just like in the music industry, like people aren't buying people aren't buying two hundred million XXX Tentacion albums. They're streaming it two hundred right. times. Like India is going to support anything from India. That doesn't mean you push an Indian star because. As you can see, that didn't equal a, a packed house for them. So Meltzer said, uh, Meltzer said that they're gonna still do the India tour, um, just out of out of you know just to show Sony, who, who I guess distributes uh, WWE in India, that you know they're they're a force there, and just to get just to get the commitment out the way. But this is a two. This was supposed to be a two day tour that turned into one day, and now Gender is facing Triple H and AJ is. I I don't even think AJ is going. I think it's the Raw team that's going. Huh. Interesting. Um, so it's, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be really, it's, it's really weird that, that, that they did that, but I think this leads more, you know, pr- uh, credence to the fact that the gender experiment, as much as he says he's not an experiment, that this is effectively over. Like, I don't see how on Tuesday you have AJ come off of a match with Brock Lesnar, and then you're planning to have him lose the belt again in December. He's the most over person on SmackDown. When they announced him on, on SmackDown this week, they couldn't stop saying his name. When they when 100%. when Brock was out there, like from from night and day, the moment we found out Brock was facing gender, did they say anything about gender? It wasn't even about gender anymore. On Monday, no. all they said AJ Styles' name for about two to three minutes that out there. It was crazy. It was crazy. Um, you will have to wait and see. But I really, I, I get, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna agree with you up top. Um, also, Nick's won, so shout out to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, did you notice? Next. Did you notice that the lack of gender helped smack? Like it just frees up SmackDown oh, a lot. <laughs> it just freed up SmackDown. Um, 
it, it just a lot of things were moving like it kept consistently moving consistently yeah. in motion that's what we like gotta sort of back down like things are consistently happening um from segment to segment it's like it's a two-hour show you don't really want to miss anything you could blink and miss stuff on raw you have a little bit more you know you have three hours yeah usually in the second hour they replay what's in the first hour anyway so you can kind of get it but like but smackdown it needs to be constantly moving and that's what it was this week yeah it felt like it felt like 2016 again it felt like 2016 again where i was legitimately surprised and happy at whatever was going on screen and and gender has a place there and i'll say this right here like gender has a great he he has improved in a way not in ring but in the tangibles where his his facials are great and he has a great presence on screen. I think the Singh brothers are great for him. They should not break them up. They they have like a um, Alberto Del Rio. And, you think so? I, I, I'm yeah, very I'm very well. concerned. I'm very concerned at the fact that the Singh brothers weren't out there with him on, on Tuesday. I feel like by this could be it could be released. It could be. I feel like by WrestleMania he will no longer have the Singh brothers. I don't know. Maybe that's just a hunch. Uh, it's crazy how they how they've deflated the guy. He's not even on the card, and I don't I don't think they're dumb enough to have him interfere in that rock match. I think that'd be stupid to do. No, I don't even think Brock would agree to that. Yeah, I, I think that would be idiotic. I think that doesn't need it. I, I just don't see unless it's against um, Bobby Roode, which I think is a natural program for for gender at this oh, point. Yeah. I don't think oh, yeah. I don't see him in that in that picture after after December. It's looking shaky for Jinder Mahal. The experiment is over. Super shaky. But uh, the the last moment, of course, of, of SmackDown is Raw gets their revenge on SmackDown. Uh, I, I fuck that. Raw gets their revenge on Shane McMahon for 15 minutes. They beat the shit out of that boy. They beat the. And you know, as I was watching that beat down, it just kept in my head. It's like, what are we really doing this? Because that was a very brutal beat down. But I'm still wondering, like. All right, so what was the purpose behind this very, like, and not just because you have people's alignments all skewed up because everyone's on the same team and, and Braun is helping Roman and Finn and Joe and all this other thing. But it made me realize, it was like, imagine how much more impactful that beatdown would have been if there was an actual, like, purpose besides, like, Shane versus Stephanie. Like, I want his head on a platter. Yeah. Like, but that's not even gonna last. It just kept as, as much as as cool it was as it was, and I appreciate KO and Sami Zayn getting the hell out of Dodge, um, and Randy Orton just being conspicuously absent. I don't know sick day, annual leave. I don't know what he's thinking these days. Um, it, it looks like a good segment. It, but I'm still wondering. I'm still wondering what's the purpose. And even the beatdown. I feel like the beatdown was kind of. I think the fact that we saw it coming kind of took a bit out of its sails. Um, yeah, it was for a, sure. It was a. It was the apt ending for SmackDown, but to me, it was just like, okay, I get what's happening. Um, <laughs> it was a really long beatdown. I, I think it was better than the the original SmackDown Under Siege. Uh, I think SmackDown went early. I don't know. It seemed like it was gone. There was no urgency with it. That was my problem with the beatdown. Yeah, there was no urgency. The was, obvious really pre-tape. Like, the obvious pre-tape of the women's segment. They, they disappeared after that. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I would have liked it. I, I liked um, a couple years ago, 2005. They had this like this parking lot brawl, and it looks kind of cheesy, but at the same time, it was like 
that was mayhem. Like, I want mayhem. I want, you know, the moment everyone remembers, there's this, like, YouTube clip of Stone Cold coming back from the invasion, yeah. for the invasion to save WWF, and everyone is fighting backstage, and he's, like, on his way to the ring, and people fighting in the parking lot and in the hallways. I want that sort of chaos. We're going to do real chaos. But it turned out to just be, like, a really methodical beatdown for, like, 15 minutes. And I feel like at some point, they looked at the clock and said, hey, it's 9.56, um, and we still have three minutes to go. Let's go to them up for one more powerbomb. <laughs> because it looked, the, the it looked awkward. Looked kind of off. Yeah, it looked the awkward. looked kind of off. Also, uh, also want to bring up on SmackDown before we get to the predictions, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn did return on TV this week. Uh, they are still factored as, as far as I can see they're still factored into the main storyline of the show it doesn't like anything was had happened nobody was getting buried on on, on screen and during the raid they actually or the, under siege they actually walk out on the new day and let everyone get attacked so I think this is this is shaping up to be a pretty good storyline I feel like at least Shane McMahon should address it and be like we're gonna punish them or something or the rather um and then maybe Daniel Bryan steps in and it's like, what are we really even fighting for? What are we doing this? But you know, who knows? I'm just booking. I'm just fantasy booking. We'll see. What else? But now we're uh, gonna get we're gonna get into our predictions, and I want to start with NXT, which which is gonna air on Saturday, uh, the night the night before Survivor Series. Um, let's go right into it. Uh, I mean, how did you feel about the build to War Games? I I, I don't think it was. A, I think NXT Takeovers. We always get this this weird. Uh, this weird conversation where it's like, I'm not really hyped for takeover. I'm not really sure about it. And then it comes and then, ta- you know, by 10 o'clock, we're like, holy shit, that was the greatest takeover ever. I feel like that's probably the exact same thing that's going on right now. It's <laughs> build a takeover. Um, to me, it wasn't, wasn't, you know, as, as great as it could have been, but I'm sure the show was going to be phenomenal. So I've just stopped, the, I've just stopped doubting NXT at this point. Um, but the build for it, when you have a tape show and you have so much like everybody has to get time and some programs won't get something from week to week and and everything for the the war games match got good time from week to week because yeah. i think it's just because of how many players are in it there's okay. like nine people in the match everyone's getting some sort of time um and the and the title match got time the other matches not really so um, oh, I'd say that I say that the title match, but we'll we'll get into we'll get into that. Uh, let's run down the card, yeah. Uh, the let's first, the, we'll we'll get to the undercard here. Um, Laura Sullivan versus Cassius Ono. Um, I literally found out that was announced today when I was watching the NXT. Yeah. Um, apparently they did announce it. I have. I like Laura Sullivan's kind of look, kind of. Um, I like. He looks terrifying, which is great. I think it comes off very well on TV. I don't know how actually terrifying he is. Cassius Ono is just—he's the elder statesman. Cassius is the elder statesman. I think he's—he's he's the guy that when he got brought back, and I, I think I—I I thought this when they brought him back that he would be the guy that would not be winning all the time, but he would be the guy getting the new guys ready to go to the next level. But here's the thing with Cassius Ono: it's like, what purpose, like? Is there a forward motion? Is he just here standing well, still? Where do you want to see him go? Where, where do you want to see him go? I don't, I don't get where I don't even know. Go. I don't even know. I want him going in some direction at least. Make him a bad guy. I think he's really big compared to most of the roster, and that's just not because he's just very large because he weighs a lot. But it's like, 
he's just naturally big, so I think he'd be better off as a as a heel. heel. Because as um, endearing as he is as a face, it's like I really don't like his problems are like very they're not really problems. He comes into the general manager's office and like, I would really like a match. I'm like, duh, we would all like matches, of course. Like, <laughs> like it's not really like what what's what's the issue? What's the problem? What are we doing here? Are we are, are we building towards something? He's like, oh, I want a match, and that's usually how his feuds start. Like, oh, I just finished beating Hideo Itami like a month ago, and I want another match. Like, duh, like what are we really doing? I, I hope Lars Sullivan wins. I'm, I'm going with Lars Sullivan. I I think. Lars Lars wins this match. Uh, also, I, I, I want the game. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, I want to go out on a limb and say this is both guys' first takeover. Yes. Yeah, it's their first yeah. takeover for Cassius. First one for Cassius, definitely the first one for Lars Sullivan. Um, I I think Lars is cool. I, I think there's all there's always a need for Wait, for his type it might of character. Really? Which one? Which takeover was he on? Did he show up in a six-man once? I feel like he did. No, he, he's never going to take over. It's never like Roddy. It was like versus Sanity. It was never like Roddy, him, and Dillinger or something. I don't remember. Right, oh, fuck. Know. He wasn't a takeover. It was a Mania one, wasn't it? The, it, it was, yeah, I think it was. He was. Something along those lines. This is his second one? Wow, that's crazy. Good for him. Um, <laughs> um, I I think we're gonna get a great match. I I don't think Cassius has been able to turn it up the way that we've seen him turn up on the Indies yet. I don't know. If, I don't know if he'll be able to do that here, but I think this will be a good rub for Lars. I there's always a like I said, there's always a a need for a character like Lars Sullivan on these shows. So I'm not gonna not gonna rag on him too much, but I don't see the ceiling being that high for him in NXT as a whole, as far as like holding a belt or something like that. Nah, when he gets to SmackDown Raw, he's gonna be big time. He's gonna be Braun. Like he's gonna be Braun again. That's why I'm like, it's kind of weird. Right, yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm picking Lars Sullivan. Yeah, I pick Lars Sullivan as well. If it's Cassius, I'll be fucking, I'll be shocked. Uh, the next match is something that I, a match that I'm definitely probably the most excited about on this show. Uh, Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream, which is probably this the mo- the best booked undercard match on this takeover. I'll say. One hundred percent. Um. Mind games, which is something they usually don't do on NXT a lot. They don't yeah. really give time for mind games since everything is really just left in the ring. Yeah. Um, it's it's they haven't really faced one another in the ring. Um, you haven't seen them in like a tag match or anything. They I, I don't think they face each other at all practically, and it'll be a good test to see just how far you know Velveteen's dreams and ring skills have come and what. Um, what Alistair Black can do with someone that's lesser than him and hopefully bring them up to his level. And that's that's what that test is. That's what that test is for me, where it's like Velveteen has an opportunity to show that he deserves to be in that upper that upper car, that right. upper level. He and could just, show out. He could end up showing out. Like he could I feel like there's an opportunity. He could just this is an opportunity for him. He's like, we just want to see what you can do, but he can just rise to the occasion. I fully believe it in him. And I think he um, can. I think he's he's really I remember when Velveteen first started, he didn't really seem very comfortable in the role. And I think you you've said that as well before. And as he's as it's gone on for this year, he he's really gotten into the role and he's it has become him and and i really like the character now and i think that i don't think the alistair train stops i think he still wins i think he's going to beat velveteen dream with a kick to the face but um i think this is going to be velveteen's 
It's gonna be one of one of his best matches. You know, you I was gonna say coming out, out party. I was gonna say coming out party. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a defining match for him. <laughs> it's coming out. Why not? I mean, this, is what, this is what we're talking about, right? Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with. If I have to go with one, I'd probably say the smart one is on Alistair Black. I don't see him lose. I just don't see. I don't see Alistair losing. Uh, in the near future, I, I think I, I think if you get to a point where he's in a title program, I think he'll probably lose first time there. Yeah, one hundred percent. But uh, then the next the next match, let's try and get it. I mean, there are three huge matches here. I guess the next one we'll go to is the uh, the. What do you think is closing this 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 show? What do you mean? What do you think is closing the show? Okay, so I'll, I'll go to the women's match next. Uh, Kyrie Sane versus Peyton Royce versus Ember Moon versus Nikki Cross for the women's title. This is a match that's I, been like three months in the making. <laughs> I feel like they've done this match, and I'm looking at it now. They've done it such a disservice by extending it this long because yeah. we, we've gone without a champion on NXT for like two months. Yeah, like two months. Like oh, there's at least over sixty days it hasn't been a women's champion. So everyone's just kind of fighting for this opportunity. And it wasn't even week after week or something where you could keep play-by-play. It was just like sporadically gone through. And Kyrie Sane was thrown into the match two months ago. So she hasn't really done much of anything she's on been NXT. Waiting. She she's, has, she's been waiting. Yeah, she, had, she hasn't had much of a presence on NXT. Peyton Royce was the first one like a month and a half ago. Um, Ember Moon, I think I would I have a bone to pick with Ember Moon because I feel like She's generally there's a there's a I guess she's kind of too giving in the ring, um, and she's not assertive. She doesn't take opportunities, and I'm not saying like be an asshole and you know get your shit in. She doesn't get her shit get in. Get your enough. shit in. She doesn't get her shit in. She's not assertive enough. She it comes off less of her being, you know it, that I think that's what that will hinder her star quality. The fact that she's too giving because then people are going to take advantage of it and then when she eventually gets called up she's just going to be another person who just loses but makes the talent look good i think she's too giving i would like to see her in this match take more um own more be the star that she is because she did get beat by oscar twice there's there's no doubt about it she was supposed to be the one who dethroned oscar and she didn't get it done and i'm glad um, that i'm glad that they i'm that's one of the best booking decisions they had all year was not having Ember beat her in Brooklyn this year. I I was right. begging them not to do that. And her and Kyrie Sane still, still still don't have like a discernible character. Whereas um, Nikki Cross, Nikki Cross does. She's insane. Um, she she'll be in the match. She adds that sort of insanity. Peyton Royce character over the past couple of years have developed. Um, so I feel like for the general bill for this match, it done a disservice by waiting this long. Yeah, I feel like we could we could have got it something something I notable think, happened much sooner. I still think it's going to be a great match, though. I still think it's going to be an outstanding match just because of the talent involved. Um, there is four different talent, though. I'm just wondering if they can all mesh well. I know they're all trying to prove something, but this will be the first women's fatal four match since. Wait, no, I think there was another one. There was Oscar. one. There was one that went crazy and ended with uh, got out the ring, went out the ring, and everything. There, there was one. There, right, man. right. They, they've got a lot to 
lives up to in terms of the women fatal four way because that fatal four way from remember Becky versus Bailey versus Charlotte versus Sasha yeah. is one to live up to. And and the last one they did where things just got out of control is another one to live up to. But we're guaranteed a new champion, which is always good. Yeah, for sure. Um I think I this might be this might be uh, controversial. I think that Peyton Royce is winning this this match. I think uh, going into this, I think NXT's had way too many face champions uh, for for women for the women's on the women's side. I th- uh, go- Peyton has worked her ass off. Peyton and Billy have worked their asses off for a really long time. I think the best thing you could do for them before you actually call them up, which I thought was going to happen earlier, is you give Peyton that that run. I think all the great. I think all the great women that get called up at least have one run with with that title, because I, I don't think the other three women are going to be leaving that uh, the brand anytime soon. Um, I think you want to have Kyrie chase Peyton or have Ember chase Peyton or have Nikki chase Peyton. She's the only heel in the match. And I think it's, I think psychology wise, you just you just got to give it to the heel. Um, my gut says Peyton Royce. I want to also choose Kyrie Sane, um, but I'm just really gonna. I don't. Th- I don't think. Kyrie, I don't think Kyrie's taking the pinfall. I'll say that much. I think that. I think. One hundred percent. Yeah, I, she's I, definitely not. I, I think, think. I'm gonna go with Payne Royce as well. I think we've we've generally agreed on pretty much everything <laughs> <laughs> going from here. But we've had weeks of doing this. I think Payne Royce. Yeah, um, Payton deserves that. She deserves it. I, I think she's just been incredible as far as her improvement as a character goes. Her promos, her backstage interviews are great. Um, in the ring, she's serviceable. She's actually better than a lot of the women that have been there that long. Um, and I think it's, it's deserving for her. Uh, the next ma- the next match we'll have is uh, Drew McIntyre uh, NXT Championship match. Uh, it'll be him against Andrade Cien Almas for the NXT Nigga, he is not losing. I, I hate to even say this to you. He is not losing that belt on Friday. He's not losing it. Why can't they're promoting the match like it's a big deal? Why would they even have the title match? Because, on Friday, because you know? okay, for anyone who doesn't know, Drew McIntyre will be facing Adam Cole uh, in San Antonio the night before a takeover with Shawn Michaels as the guest referee. Um, Mills seems to think that Drew McIntyre is going to lose his title, which will throw all the booking that they've done for the past three months into a tailspin and have Drew McIntyre without a match and Andre Cien, uh, Andrade Cien almost without a match. What do you mean? It's not without a match. They you're not gonna put two. Heel, you're not gonna put two heels against each other. You're not gonna put two heels against each other. NXT's book. Drew McIntyre versus um, Andre and Almas. Like they can still have that match. Why? He doesn't want to just fight Drew. He wants the belt. What? That doesn't make any sense. But then that makes it so much better because now he really has something to fight for, and Drew has something to fight for. He feels he was cheated Mills, out of an that's, opportunity Mills, that he was Mills, deserved, Mills. that he was gifted. This is worse than you so think. He, this is worse than no. you. Think thinking it's Ty Dillinger so this is worse than you thinking Ty Dillinger was gonna get a fucking NXT title match earlier this year this, this makes so much sense. no it doesn't and it, listen listen it listen so NXT listen listen NXT booking Shawn is, Michaels is the referee. bro yeah, hold on one second <laughs> one second one second and Sean is only there so he can super kick Adam Cole. But um, listen, NXT booking is never this complicated. They would never do that. Do you realize that the War Games match would then have to be completely changed, and that Drew would have to be on the he, Drew would have to be on the Undisputed Era because they they'd be missing a partner because Adam would have to go against Andrade to have a title match. What do you mean? Now that now the champion is in the War Games match, they have Cien Almas and and, and um, Drew McIntyre fight for the number one contender or something. Both are pissed because they've lost 
So why are they fighting each other? So why are they fighting each other? Because they're fighting for number one contender. Bro, they're that's bro. No, because Drew gets a Drew gets a rematch. What are you talking about? Drew gets an automatic still rematch. Hold a rematch. Like, listen, this this still makes so much sense. No, it doesn't. I just I just ruined the whole match the for you. The way it is, it's just the championship moves to you know. The Mills, main I'm not event. listening to you. I'm not listening to you. We're gonna judge the match on what it is because he's not losing them. Sure, he's not losing the title on Friday. Let's go. It's, let's do it's that. Drew versus Cena Almas for the title. What do you think about it? I think. Shout out to Selena Vega for making this any sort of a program, but I still feel like it's a very subsidiary B-side program. Um, just everything kind of just feels B-side about it. It doesn't feel like a main program. It feels like it should be Drew McIntyre versus Adam Cole, and they're trying to bide their time. And they're waiting for Philly. They're waiting for Philly. Yeah, so we're getting this match as it stands. If Drew McIntyre goes into NXT Houston as champion, he will win this match. Um, and I have nothing. Yeah, he will win this match. Uh, he is he going to go into Drew McIntyre should be called up. Like I think he's. I think he doesn't even need to be down there anymore. I think people are starting to get sick of him. Yeah, they're going to turn on him pretty soon. I think when he goes yeah. against Adam, which is inevitable, I think the crowd is going to turn on his ass too because uh, they want to see Adam with that, that belt. But um, He hasn't had a big reaction as champion. Yeah, so. not at all. And he, 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 keeps, he keeps looking like a dork every time it's, you know, it's time for A large for dork, a large six foot seven, 260-pound <laughs> dork. Like, it makes no sense. He chisels out of granite, but he looks like a dork every time by people half his size. Yo, and you I don't like him. You really like don't like him. You really do not like Juju McIntyre. I don't like him in his current state. I like him. I would appreciate him more as... He would hit harder as a heel. Like it would make complete sense. The dude is huge. He's friggin' huge. Like why would he be a face fight and just a huge face fighting these tiny heels? Like what is what is that about? Well, come on, just like everybody everybody oh, in NXT. Everyone in NXT is tiny. I don't <laughs> what, what is his gimmick anyway? Like he He's for the people. His gimmick is for the people. He's not a people's champion. You bro. are really like, no negative with NXT right now. I I don't like I'm, I'm sure the match, I'm sure the show will be fine. I'm choosing Drew McIntyre. I'm also choosing Drew McIntyre, but I want to I want to give a special shout out to Cien Almas for finally, and I've been saying this for weeks. He's finally grown into the character that I feel as though WWE felt as though they signed a year ago. Um, uh-huh. They've they've get they've to to be fair, they have not given up on him. Yeah, they have not. I also feel like he's still like stereotypical like. Fancy Mexican heel. I, I don't know. Um, I think it's a little different. Maybe, it's a little different. I think I think it's a little different. It's more like uh, remember remember essay re- remember the, remember the essay reels. Uh, he doesn't like to party anymore. What do you mean? I mean, I think he does, but the Selena Vega has just reeled him in. I don't know about that, but but again, Drew McIntyre wins this match. I think I think Andrade. I, I'm sorry, man. I, I always like for NXT to have like a TV title. I think I think on uh, Cian almost would be perfect for a TV title for NXT. Well, I agree. I think he'd be the perfect candidate. He'd be like the longest reigning TV title champion, like in the in the, in the division or in on the on the brand. I, I feel like there you need to have a secondary title for guys like him to give these guys something to fight for because once he loses this match, I don't know where Cian almost goes. He's not going back to Gargano. 
Um, take the take. I don't, I don't know. I oh no, maybe maybe Cassius Ono. I don't. I don't know. Who knows? It's so whack. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, he'd have good matches, but um, I get the the main event uh for Takeover uh War Games is appropriately named War Games, uh Undisputed Era versus Sanity versus Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong. Um, what do you think about it? Roderick Strong and um. The Authors of Pain feel very awkward as a team. Um, it's literally the I'm not even sure. If, I'm not even sure if they're even faces because they didn't even they they worked as heels for the past. As soon as they came back, I don't even know what they are. I don't know why Roderick's with them because he's he's clearly a white meat babyface. He's like the only clear cut babyface in this match. Right. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, I'm interested to see what this match is going to be. I, I have no yeah, expectations. I think it's going to be chaos and mayhem. I have, I, like. I have no expectations for this match. I'm, I just want to see how they pull it off. I, I think it's going to be nuts. I would have put... Um, I probably would have put... If I were booking this, I probably would have put McIntyre in this match. But I guess they couldn't um, have you know no titles being defended, especially since you got the tag titles in here. I would have tried to... Maybe fit McIntyre. And again, this leads me to why this leads me to why he's not going to lose this match on fucking Friday. And also, let me bring up another point. You already know that WWE is going head to head with ROH on Friday and Saturday. The oh, only come on. they don't really see that as competition. Yes, the, they do. It, a, it, Kenny's on that show. The Young Bucks are WWE on that show. Has a whole network. I'm not saying that they're not shit, but. This isn't for the network, like dog. This is the, the show on Friday isn't for the network. It's for for them to pop oh, a fucking attention. Yes, I'm talking. Right, about gotcha. the, the reason why the the reason why they can't have that big change on Friday is because they're only trying to pop. They're trying to pop an attendance rating. They're going to get like I think Kenny and the, and the Young Bucks are on that show on Friday. That's why they're doing this. That's why they're doing the Shawn Michaels thing. They're doing it. That's why, why are they're they even do- doing a show on Friday. It was all that was all that was just announced because they're they're petty. They did it. They did it over uh, Mania weekend. It, it doesn't seem sketchy to you that we're having this. I don't know. It just no, it doesn't seem sketchy because sketchy. it doesn't seem sketchy because they're trying to bury what they believe is competition. They they did this last year. Like they they do this all the time. I don't think WWE is thinking of ROH that much. Mills when he doesn't win. Mills when Adam Cole doesn't win the fucking title. Are you gonna say I'm right? Yeah, I'll say you're right. All right, I'm thank you. That mo- no moving on, moving on to SummerSlam or not SummerSlam? It's Survivor Series. Wait, 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 wait. Did you know that they added Pete Dunne versus Johnny Gargano? That's it. it. That that's on. That's going to be taped. That's that's going to be a tape match. Are you sure? Yes, they're. I believe it's on, they're, they're, it's on the card. It's it's on it's next on week's N- it's on next week's NXT. It's on next week's NXT. No, I watched NXT today, and they said that he wanted a match for Takeover, um, and. Yeah. No, it's I it's think it's, on it's, the card. it's on the TV. It was it's on TV. On it's on TV. It's on TV. Are you sure? Yes, it's on next week's episode because uh, Ruby Riot and Son- and Sonya Deville is on that is on that episode as well. Are you? Sh- oh, it was taped, I guess, because it says it's on the card. Um, I can look it up, but we'll see. We'll see. It's um, a dark match. It's it's a dark match. I, I'm 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 looking at it right now. It's a dark match. Let's move on to Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Hold on, let me let me pull up this this card. I really cannot believe that you that, like that you are seriously thinking they would pull such a shift to the whole to the whole card and put Drew McIntyre into it the War Games match. Wait, as if they haven't been doing this the entire month anyway. NXT is never that complicated. It is never that complicated. 
It's never meal. You have that's to agree. It's saying. never that. It's, it's never. I'm not saying that. I'm. I'm not saying that. Okay, I'm completely right. But I'm just saying this is something to look out for. I think it's very much a possibility. Meal. You're saying there's no possibility. I'm saying there's a possibility. This is what I think is going to happen in that match. I think that the undisputed era is going to come out. Shawn Michaels is going to fight them off. He's going to super kick Adam Cole, and then he's going to get the Claymore boot or whatever that fucking move is called, and then Drew McIntyre is going to win. That's what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be a bunch of bullshit and fuckery, and you're going to get to see Shawn Michaels dance. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Survivor Series. Uh, for the pre-show so far, uh, what we have announced is Enzo Amore versus Kalisto. Do you care about this match? I really don't. Enzo's going to win. No. Yeah, Enzo's, um, Enzo's going to win. Enzo. Yeah, Enzo's going to win. Kalisto. Kalisto kind of stinks now, so. I think that uh, this makes way for Hideo Itami to appear on Monday's Raw or Tuesday's 205 Live, I think. It's terrible how Kalisto kind of, like, retconned himself. Like, he really just, like, he really, like, face-planted the entire... I mean, he wasn't meant to be champion anyway, but he kind of didn't even utilize the opportunity as well as he probably could. He literally stayed the same guy that no one supported. Um... And just kind of face planted the entire thing. So I, I want to see Kalisto become better, but I don't think he is at this point. I think he really needs to just, he needs something else to take him to the next level. He's depending too much on being um, a Rey Mysterio esque. Um, Was that, is that up to him? Or like, I don't think that's his choice. I think that's, that's ultimately the creative choice. <laughs> that's not his choice. It's, it's, I don't know. It's just. Very I, I think I feel like you're talking to you're, you're talking to here. Like I think I think shoot. I think they're telling him to do that. Yeah, maybe. I feel like it. I don't know. That's just how I feel about Kalisto. I'm just venting. I think uh, that uh, Kalisto problems. I think that I think uh, this is going to make way for the new talent. Like, cause there's a there's a bunch of people in two or five that we haven't seen in weeks. Uh, TJP being one of them. Uh, and I think we're going to be making way for some new guys coming into the division in the next couple of days, two weeks. And Enzo Amore uh, getting destroyed by one of these new guys would be pretty cool. Um, the next match, uh, this is on the main show, by the way. Uh, Intercontinental Champion The Miz from Raw with uh, will go against the United States Champion from SmackDown, which is Baron Corbin. A very strange match that I can't believe they didn't do anything to change in the, in the past three weeks. But here we are. Uh, I will say that I think that uh, The Miz is winning But the way that they had Baron win on Tuesday Kind of leaned me over yesterday And I say that Baron Corbin's going to win this match I'm going to go with The Miz I just can't choose against The Miz (laughs) I'm going to go with The Miz all right, well, I, I, have no, I have no thoughts about this match. I think I think they want to. I I really think they want to heat up Baron a little bit, and that's why I think he'll get this win by getting him a win over another heel. I, but, well, you'll you'll. I I know I know I know what it looks like, but you also barring the fact that he's a heel, even though you're you're completely cool with fucking. <laughs> <laughs> on NXT <laughs> whatever but uh, barring the fact that he's a heel um I think that Miz is a comp like he, he's been doing these promos talking about he's more accomplished and stuff like that I think that heats him up because he beat who was who was beat someone who was uh, expected to be the the shoe-in for winning this match and I think you take him to the next program which I don't even really know what Baron's next program could be but um that I think that's why they'll do it I, I don't really have any thoughts about the match either so don't don't hold me to it 
Um, the next match is going to be the champion, another champion versus champion match. They're all champion versus champions match. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Champions Cesaro and Sheamus, the Bar versus the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos. Um, I this is another toss up for me. I I I think the Usos win this. I'm gonna go with the Usos just because I feel. Well, I'll tell you how I feel later on, but I'm just gonna go with the Usos off gut feeling. I think SmackDown's gonna need a W. Um, before the night is over, and this one will provide it. Um, yeah, I think I think the Usos are on a good run. I feel like this is the opportunity. This is just one of those things that WWE does. I think people would like to think it's going to be Sheamus and Cesaro, but then they kind of just like, hey, nudge you. Oh, actually, you know, boom, it's a, it's a. It's the Usos. I so. kind of see where you're going as to why the Usos, and I and I want to say, and, and before you even get to your point later, I think it has a lot to do with them saying that they're the greatest tag team in the in the WWE right now, and I think you want to keep that you want to keep that uh that storyline and that that characterization going, and I don't think that the Sheamus and and Cesaro lose a lot from losing to these guys because they are they just had a hell in a cell match, they just beat the New Day, you know pretty much definitively a couple of weeks ago and, and i think you want to have them going into that and they're baby faces now you just baby faced them and i and i think you want to have them go back on smackdown looking strong um with the next match i'll go to and i and i think i'll just go to the, sh- the first five on five um team raw uh this is the women's match by the way uh, alicia fox alicia fox nia Jax, uh oscar sasha banks and bailey versus team smackdown becky lynch carmella naomi tamina and an unnamed opponent or unnamed participant rather i think that raw is winning this i'm going to go with um i think i'm gonna go with smackdown I, and and I, I have I have lots of and, and I wanted to go with SmackDown before they did this whole this whole fifth person thing, but um and I, I still have problems with saying Raw. But the main reason I would say Raw, and I think you're overlooking this, is that Oscar's on that team, and I think that I really think that they're gonna have her mow through a couple of these ladies. Um, I think you're not pinning Oscar on Sunday. That's the thing. You're not no, pinning her on not. Sunday. You're one hundred percent not. But there's more than one way to eliminate somebody in this match. Um. I think, but then you kind of make her look dumb if you get a count. Exactly. But you know, to make people look dumb Ex- anyway. Exactly. And I. Oscar could, could run into something and die, and then <laughs> she looks retarded. Oh, sorry, dumb. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I. I just and, and the thing is that the the big the big mystery here is if they do go with Paige as the as the as the mystery person and not Lana or you know who would be completely disappointing if they did that then who do you wh- how do you beat Paige on her first her first well they did it to well they did it to Nikki last year right Nikki lost last year when she came back right no Nikki was jumped from behind and she was replaced by Natalia oh yeah 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 okay so and like that started the the blood feud of nikki bella versus natalia which we all needed <laughs> and, and i don't want to do i don't want to i don't want to say that a lot of these matches are going to come down to a run-in but i feel like this might end in one i'm gonna go with you I, know what i might go with raw I, I think it really might because i think if you do the storyline with natty with natty thinking it's her and then it's being page you that's how you get page out because natty's gonna come back and jump her again I think we go with Raw. I think I'm going to go with Asuka being the sole survivor. I don't see any of these other... I see Becky Lynch 
laying out a bunch of these women. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it would be cool to see. I, I think it would be Becky cool Lynch to see. Um, I think it would be cool to see Oscar f- go against like a Becky uh, and go against uh, a bunch of the women she's that she never got to face in NXT. I think that that's going to be really cool. Yep. Um. But yeah, we're both saying Raw. Yes. Wow. We're we're, we're on the we're on the same page here. <laughs> so far. Really. Okay, I, I, I chose. I chose Miz. Oh no 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 yeah we're two we're we're we're, we're two for we're two for one there we go we're two for one. Um. The next match I'll get to is, I, I, and I gotta say, like I'm not feeling the, the heat for it. I, maybe I need to see it to I need I need to see it happen. But um, the Shield versus the New Day. This is gonna be fun, but I don't see it going. Really. I don't see it going long. I don't see it going long at all. Um, nine minutes. Nine minutes. Who would I choose? I, shield, want to say mine. Obviously. Want to say mine. I, I think it's the Shield too. I think the Shield wins. This is their the first. Shield. This is their first match back uh, officially on a pay per view. Yeah, right. second New Day don't need to win to be New Day. Um, the Shield needs to win just to move forward with all their shields and get and get business. the Shield get the Shield to get the Shield reunion over with. I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm like done with it right now. Yeah, this is more of an exhibition match. I don't really feel like it's an actual match. I thought that they do probably because it's SmackDown versus Raw this entire card, and it's the only time of the year that they'll face each other. I think it's a cool, it's some, similar to the vein of the AJ Styles versus Finn Balor, where this is a cool match that people are going to want to see. Right. Um, the next match, uh, the Raw Women's Champion Alexa Bliss versus uh, the SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. I, I don't is. Do we even have to like? It's Charlotte. Charlotte's winning. <laughs> Charlotte's winning. Yeah, I mean, I could see an opportunity where Alexa wins. I feel like Alexa, ultimate opportunist. Um, but I can see. I just see Charlotte Flair. She has way more. But all right. So see, this is the thing I hate about predictions, and why I feel so dirty doing it. <laughs> because. Predictions is less like, oh, I think this person's going to win because they should win. And this is more like, all right, we're booking like three months in advance and this is why the person should win. So, well, okay, when, so what, what's your booking three months in advance for? I have no booking three months in advance. I'm just saying, but I feel like, okay, they're hitting in this direction. Obviously, we're heading towards big Charlotte matches um, with Natalia. There's a steel cage match coming in a couple weeks, and then there's probably going to be a rematch at Night of Clash of Champions. Maybe they want to keep her strong. Who knows? Maybe they want to keep Alexa Bliss strong because she's eventually going to face Oscar. I don't think that's going to happen well, here, soon. Here's what here's what happen. I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. Like, are are we balanced in our predictions so far? Because of the of the matches on this card, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches. So there's an opportunity for Raw and SmackDown to win three and three. And I think we're I think we're heavily skewing it because we think these people should win. Because I think it's I think right now I'm skewed more towards if I'm if I'm looking at it I pick Baron that's one for SmackDown, I pick Raw for the women's I pick the Usos for that oh no I'm pretty I'm pretty even, I don't think you are though I think they're gonna get I think they're gonna be even throughout them throughout and I think the I think there's a chance that Alexa could win I think there's a chance Alexa could win. Yeah, but I'm I think gonna, Charlotte's I'm gonna, gonna win. Her, but I'm gonna pick Charlotte. Yeah, I'll pick Charlotte there. I I, I don't know I just. <laughs> 
it's just it's I hate doing these Survivor Series things and th- these predictions these predictions in particular because I know that they would swerve us for the purpose of having it be even and having the five on five men's match be the the tiebreaker if you know what I mean. Right. Um. But the next match is the match that I'm personally looking forward to, or the last two matches are the matches that I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, Universal Champion Brock Lesnar versus WWE Champion AJ Styles. We don't even have to predict any further than this we know brock is going to win um i i don't think there's going to be any shenanigans with gender i think this match uh, this match could probably go over 10 minutes i think uh, um 10 whole minutes huh the the, the goldberg match went for 10 <laughs> minutes the goldberg match was 10 minutes that went 10 minutes yes i don't believe that yep. i feel like michael cole was just talking out of his ass oh my god are you serious like between, the, between the between the entrances and and the actual match itself yeah maybe it's a 10 minute segment but i don't think it went a full 10 minutes Meals, do you want me to pull up the time for you no we don't have to do that all right <laughs> like are you are you serious it went 10 minutes okay i mean um i'm gonna choose brock lesnar because duh that's my that's my reasoning because duh like it's really like what are they what are we really it's Brock Lesnar what what are they gonna have him lose for I think it'll be a great fucking I think it'll be a great fucking match I don't know I'm not even sad about that shit um we got one more to go one more I gotta gotta split one more to go one more match I know you've got you've got shit to do we all got shit to do no um, it'll, it's the men's five on five match, and that uh, is going to be the raw the raw side is going to be Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and Triple H versus Team SmackDown, Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, and John Cena. I'll go down a limb here. I think Raw's winning this match. It's looking slow for SmackDown. Yes. <laughs> I think Raw's winning they, this match for sure. Like there, there's no incentive for SmackDown to win. Like. There's there's no incentive for you know um, SmackDown to really win this match and really just like go about continuing this. So I think Raw is gonna win. I, I think they started they started the bullshit and they'll end. I, I think SmackDown's the sins and the skeletons in SmackDown's closet. Those skeletons being Sami Zayn and uh, Kevin Owens will come back and haunt them in this match. But I also think, I think there's, there's Shane gonna, McMahon's decision. Yeah, I, I to think to bring the fight. Will haunt him in this match. I think that um, it's going to be a great match. I think it's going to go about thirty to forty minutes. Um, there's going to be a lot of run-ins, but I think on the on the big side of everything, I think that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are going to be working with Triple H to fuck over Shane. All right, here's a here's a better here's a, here's I feel like a more um, thriving prediction. Who are wow, my prediction wasn't thriving. My, my thriving wasn't predi- <laughs> my prediction wasn't th- wasn't thriving. I think uh, I think Finn Balor will be. No, um, I think this is yeah. I think this is way more interesting and just determining who's going to be the, the because I feel like we know Raw is going to win, so maybe more interesting. Who I think will be Finn. Survivor? I think Finn Balor uh, is my first choice. Triple H is my second choice, and Kurt Angle is my like dark horse third third choice. I think uh, Braun's gonna get taken out by Kane in the match very early. I'm gonna go with Soul Survivors on Raw is likely going to be um, Finn Balor and Samoa Joe, and on SmackDown the last person will be Shinsuke Nakamura. 
Toulouse. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Toulouse. <laughs> wow. Well, that actually, that makes him look good. That makes him look good though. I can't. I that makes him look strong. I don't know. Randy Orton has been. They've been doing this Randy Orton Soul Survivor, so maybe Randy Orton and Shinsuke Nakamura. They're a tag um, team. Shit, they're a tag team. A thriving They're tag a tag team. team. Um, Either way, I, I think I think the Survivor Series card looks great. Um, I yeah, think I think it'll 100%. be a great, I think it'll be a great show. It's the first time I've they've ever had a the the takeover show and the um well no I think Mania had a really good card this year but this is the second time I'll I'll say that the. The main card and the takeover card look really, really good. It's going to be a really great, um, a really, really great weekend for wrestling this weekend. You got ROH, you've got WWE. Um, if you guys have any predictions, if you guys think that we're wilding, you think we're crazy, let us know on Twitter at ogjohnny5 and at MillsTV, M-E-E-L-Z-TV. Um, that was the episode for today. Thank you for listening to our predictions, and we'll be back with the fallout from Survivor Series next week. Wait, wait, wait. I want people to watch a match again. Oh, oh, good. you're talking about you got to split. I'm like, what? Like, I got to split. I got to split, but I got to make sure people get it. I want everyone to fuck. What's a good match? I got to think of one off my head. Um, what's a good? I want to. I want to. I want to go women's this time. So everyone watch NXT Takeover: The Fatal Four Way between Bailey, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte. Great match. It's a pretty good match. I like that match a That's lot. A, yeah, I feel like everyone should go back. Just you know. It's good to go back to TakeOver once in a while. You see how things have changed and how people are growing and how much people have gained weight and how much people haven't. <laughs> I think so, uh, I think to prepare you for, for my match of the week, uh, to prepare you for AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar, I implore you to go to Impact Wrestling's YouTube and search Lockdown 2005, AJ Styles versus Abyss. One of the greatest matches that Abyss has ever had, and one of AJ's best matches in TNA. Also, he has he had so many. I, that really doesn't mean much for me saying it. But uh, Lockdown 2005, AJ Styles versus Abyss, great fucking match. Watch it in pre- I like it. Watch it in preparation for AJ versus Brock to see exactly how this guy can actually win against Brock Lesnar. I like it. Yep. I like it. Yes, sir. I try. I try hard. I try hard. But uh, that's the show for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, We'll be back next week on another episode of The A Show. Peace. Go next.